Hi friends and awesome mothers. My name is Adol and I'm a proud mother of four. What I'm realizing over time is that doing it right as a mother is the thing that I care about the most, but also hands me the greatest of challenges. In order to get direction, I put together a habura of mothers that joined to learn through my mother's super popular parenting curriculum. My mother is Mrs. Gitty Horowitz and she's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore in recent years. I get to sit down with her every week and either reflect on a topic that we discussed in the group or talk over something that's on my mind. I hope you'll find our conversation meaningful, helpful, and encouraging. Enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. I want to talk about the idea of keeping kids, quote unquote, entertained. Um, We could call it entertained, stimulated, um, keeping life exciting for them minute to minute, hour to hour throughout each day. So I'm finding that my kids need constant simulation. I don't think they're that unique. I think that this is something that a lot of people have. Um, You know, as soon as one thing is over, right away it's I'm bored or can we do something fun or what are we doing now? Um, Or like the complaining version is like, we never do anything fun. Why can't we, you know, uh, there's nothing to do. Um, you know, just, you know, life needs to always be exciting. Um, so also my experiences are like ages, like, you know, two to eight. Um, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it continues from what, from what I see from, from what I observe from other families. I'm sure, I'm sure it continues. Um, so when I think about it, my gut tells me that providing constant entertainment is not in the kid's best interest. Besides that, it's exhausting for me, but even putting that aside, I don't think it's in their best interest because it doesn't encourage them to initiate, to, um, to solve their problem. Let's say their problem is boredom. So to solve that problem of boredom and to think creatively and to take charge of their, take charge of their time and, um, you know, come up with something on their own as opposed to being led. Um, so I guess my first question is, um, is this, is this like, what do you know from, from all the experience that you have with, um, with working with mothers? What do you, what do you see? Is this an issue? Is this becoming, um, more and more over time? Um, what's your experience? So like in the area. Okay. So it's an excellent question. And it's a question that's brought to brought to me many, many, many times. What do I tell my kids? They're always bored. They're always bored. What do I do with them? Okay. So your presentation of the question is, is excellent. Um, what do I do with my kids? They're always bored is not a good presentation of the question because it's part of the problem. What do I do with my kids? They're bored. You don't do anything with your kids. That's not the answer to this as you, as you intimated. Okay. I think this, this, this issue has been getting progressively worse, um, particularly because of screens and because of our desire to keep kids entertained and out of our hair and safe, um, it's become more and more of a problem. People that lived on a farm and people that live on a farm don't have this problem. <laughs> okay? When there are animals to tend to, when there are chickens to play with, when there are um uh, fields to explore and and trees to explore and ponds and frogs and horses 
and cows to milk and um, et cetera, et cetera, the word boredom doesn't exist. So, so where did this come from? Where, why, why do, and, and, and I don't believe that we had this problem 100 years ago. No one 100 years ago said they were bored. First of all, they didn't know what a screen was. That's a very big part of it. But besides that, we also weren't afraid to let our kids go outside. Okay. Right. Even when I was growing up, we were out from dawn till dusk, whether it was riding our bikes, whether it was running to friends, whether it was just playing with each other, digging outside, looking for worms, um, making uh, mud tunnels in the, in the, you know, in the dirt outside of our house. We were always busy. Right. I was going to say even, even not even a hundred years ago, like when you were growing up and even a little bit when hey, I was well, growing up. That's close to a hundred years ago. That's 50 <laughs> years ago. So it's a long time ago, but um, I, yeah, 50 years ago, this was not an issue. It was still before screens, but it was after farms. Well, it wasn't totally before screens. My grandma did have a television. So there was, there was, there was a screen. It wasn't a computer screen. It wasn't a smartphone screen. Right. It was a screen. So there, there was the beginning of the, of the, I want to sit in front of the television era. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but we still were not afraid to go outside and kids were allowed to be outside for as long as it was not dark. Okay. That's a very big problem nowadays. The fact that we, there's a fear on the part of parents to allow their children to be outside either because of um, the street or because of people. We, we don't want children to be outside alone, which is understandable. And I'm not, I'm not um, suggesting that, that kids should be outside alone, especially when they're very young. Um, although I think we need to teach kids as soon as we can how to be outside properly and, and, and what to, how to be safe. Um, but it's really, you know, your age kids, we're not still not talking about that. We also um, are, don't have the time to spend with them necessarily when they're younger to help them, to teach them to do things on, on their own. In other words, to help them be creative and learn to be creative. Um, we're, we're, we're too, um, we're too busy and um, we're too focused on keeping our houses neat and clean. And we don't really want them to explore so much. Um, also for their own safety, for sure, for their own safety. Um, so these, these are all problems. Okay. Um, but, they're, but they're solvable. They're solvable. Um, with the right mindset. First of all, um, it's very, very important that... Um, that you don't give into, oh, you're bored, oh, do this. Like like I said before, don't solve it for them. Okay. I also wouldn't say go to the other extreme and say we don't use the word bored in this house. That doesn't that's not helpful. It just right. it it's 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 a it's a it's condescending. You know, we don't use that word in this house. That's not helpful. Um I I think I, I think that it's something that has to be thought about every couple has to think about it do i live in a house do i live in an apartment what what opportunities are there for 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 kids um and to have lots and lots of things in the house if they can't go outside for them to be able to to do and to be creative with um, um i remember I mean, you know Bela block 
So mm-hmm. I once spoke to her when you were all very, very little. And I said, what are the best toys? So she said three things. <laughs> building toys, anything that's building, anything that's creative building, like magnetiles and tinker toys and log cabins things and Lego. She said, as much as you can have that in the house, you never have too much. That's number one. Number two, um, she said, dress up. And you know, in our house, dress up is major. Okay. Yeah. Dress up things that kids can go and become an, an airline pilot and they be, can become a, a stewardess and they can become a, a whatever, a crazy lady and they can whatever, just tons and tons of dress up things. And she said, the third thing is arts and crafts. I'll add one more to that. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. And that's, that's musical instruments. Okay. okay. She didn't say that one, but I, I think it's also very, very important, especially as they get older. Um, all of those things are unending in their possibilities of usage. You never, you know, I don't think you ever really grow out of magnetiles. I mean, some adults want to say that they don't like it, but I don't believe them. <laughs> um, people are, want to create, they want to build, they want to, they want to see what they can come up with. So those types of things are, are very exciting for kids. And if we just, you know, give them different modalities and different, you know, things to, to work. I, so I was saying that when he was probably fifth or sixth grade, he got very, very, very into paper folding. Mm-hmm. And he used to make all sorts of things. And it was very exciting for him. And all you need really is paper, different colors, different textures, um, different sizes, and a book. And go for it, you know, like that, that can take hours of, of, of time. Um, and it's very creative and kids love right. it. So that's, um, that, that's, you know, so, so those types of things, arts and crafts, and it doesn't have to be kids necessarily. In fact, I would suggest that you don't get kids because kid is like, I did it. I'm finished. I'm done, you know, but, but like, you know, let them take scraps of wood and, and, you know, as they get older and na- hammers and nails and, and see what they can come up with. Um, you know, I'm not for screen time, but certain YouTube videos are very, very helpful. Let them watch a YouTube video. Okay. What do you need to, what would you like to make? You want to make a stender? You want to make a race car? How do you do it? Let's watch a YouTube video. And, and what do you need? What are the materials that you need? Okay. Right. Can we find them in someone's junk, you know, in their, someone's garbage or do we have to buy them? What do we have to buy? Do we not have to buy, um, you know, all of these things to, to just, once a child begins to think this way, there's, it's unending. Um, and you know, when a child comes to you and says, you're, I'm bored. Okay. Do you have ideas of what you would like to do? Because if not, I'll give you five ideas of what you could do. So always start with them. Always start with them. Right. Do you have something that I like to do is in general with complaining statements, I like to encourage the kids to like, um, to, to ask things like to, to, to ask things more in a request way. So, so I'm bored. So I'll say like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm sorry to hear that. Did you want help with something? Oh, you need help with something. Oh, what do you need help with? Oh, you need help finding something to do. Oh, okay. So like, what do you have in mind? Exactly. I think that, I think that what it does is it, it basically shifts the quote, so to speak, like responsibility onto the kid. Like, this is not my responsibility. I'm not bored. I have a lot to do. (laughs) I have a ton to do, but 
you, you want something to do. So like you can take responsibility for filling your time. So it gives them more of like that, that like, okay, so, so good, excellent. And, and it is their responsibility. Please don't use that word, but, okay. but you know, okay. Um, because again, it, it, it makes it into whether, you know, we don't use the word board or it's your responsibility. It's kind of like divorcing myself from your, your needs. Right. So that's, that's, that's the other end that pulls me in the other way. I, I, I could relate to that feeling sometimes of like, you almost like put, like take, taking yourself out of there. Like, it's like feeling distant. It's like uncaring. Right. Right. So it's important to care. It's important to understand that if you lived on a farm, they probably wouldn't say that. But for whatever reason, you're living in a, in an apartment upstairs. It's not Mm -hmm. so easy to go out. It, it's right. somewhat confining and they need help understanding that they're not so confined. Right. That there, there are lots of opportunities and I'm, I'm here to help facilitate those opportunities. I'm here for you, but, um, and, and there's, there, it's the endless possibilities, endless possibilities. And, um, and, and, and encourage all of those and encourage, just encourage it. Um, you know, and again, like you said, what did you have in mind? Or do you have an idea of what you'd like to do that, you know, that I could help you with something, you know, I'm doing this and this now, but I could help you with something if you'd like set you up or, you know, help you find something or, you know, we could talk about it. And if not, I, I can give you some ideas, right. you know? So I, I, you know, but what you're, what you're sharing with them is I don't, I don't want you to be bored, right. but it, it but it's absolutely not necessary to be bored. Right. And, and, and to help them to feel positive about being productive. Um, we also, as we started, we, we talked a little bit before is we also live in a, in an age where it's so easy just to put a screen in front of my face. Yeah. And I feel like I'm doing something. So we want as much as possible to train our children not to think that way. I just want a movie. I just wanted this. I just wanted that. It's not, um, it's, 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 we, we want to, we want to shy away from that. Right. Right. So I did, I did have screens in mind to ask you about too. I did have screens in mind. So a screen in and of itself is not a bad thing. Right. It's not a bad thing. There's a time and a place for it. Like I just said, a YouTube video. There, there, it's, it's an information, it's a play, it's a source of information and YouTube is a fabulous source of information, but we also have to know, and I don't have the, so you're saying that there's productive ways to use screens. Absolutely. It's like I said, for example, the YouTube, YouTube videos are, are very, um, instructive and, um, can be used and, and, and I personally like to to teach children that a, a smartphone is not a bad thing. A computer is not a bad thing. Um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a purpose for it, but it's not to, it's not to, to, to fry our brains to sit and watch things that are completely worthless and wastes of time. Um, we also have to know, and I don't have the actual, um, study at the tip of my tongue here, but there are studies that show that when a person has a screen in front of them, even if it's not, even if it is um, instructive, 
the brain goes into sleep mode. <laughs> I could see that. So, so a person's asleep basically when, when they're in front of a screen. If that's, if there isn't interaction, if they're just watching, the brain goes into sleep mode. So we don't want to train our brains to go into sleep mode. We, we want to sleep when we sleep and we want to be productive and awake when we're awake. But to teach children that there, you know, the internet has positive things to it. It is information. It's a place where we gather information from. It's a place that has a lot of, of, of information of, you know, we can uh, statistics and data and we can go there for it and use it and move on. That's not where we get sucked into never, never land. Like we don't, don't do anything. Right. Right. And something that I, 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 I say a lot with, with my kids that are just starting with this, could we watch, could we watch? So I always just ask them like, what, like, what are you trying to fill? Are you trying, do you want to know something or do you want to fill up your, your time? Like what's the, what's the motive? Like what are, what are we trying to do with the screen? So like exactly what you're saying, it's hard because the kids are very black and white, but, but just teaching them the thought process of why are, why am I using the screen? Am I using it because I need to fill my time? And if I need to fill my time, then that's something to, to think about. Like what's going to, I taught them the word productive. It was like Mm -hmm. a a big vocabulary word that we used, you know, after this time is over, what do I have with me? What stays with me? What do I have? You know, Mm Hmm. Very good. Excellent. And even when it is being instructive as they get older to teach them to take a pen and paper and as they're watching also to write. So it's not just that they're absorbing into their heads, but that they're taking notes, they're learning something, they're going to be able to refer back to it, to their own in their own handwriting and in their own, you know, so that it's, it's not, it's not just taking in. And then it's not sleep mode, because it's active. And that's not sleep mode. Correct. Cool. Okay. That's great. Correct. Um, okay. So screens, screens. And the other thing is, I just want to, I just want to underscore one other thing that mm-hmm. I spoke about a little bit before, but I want to say it even more. The outside world used to be a child's pay- playground. It used to be a playground. Go run, do explore. Um, they can't, they can't really do that anymore. It's very, it's very, very rare that a child can do that. To the extent that we can help them do that, in other words, when they're old enough to ride their bikes and 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 be safe, we should try to do that as soon as possible. So okay. they can get out. They don't have to stay in. Okay? Okay. Or setting up, like, you know, going to an area that's like you're yes. there, but th- there's space to explore. Right. Taking them to the pond, taking them to, you know, hikes right. and and different places, especially, you know, when you live in Israel. I was going to say, we have so much opportunity for that. Right. You're exploring God's gift to the Jews. Right. You know, it's, uh, there's, 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 there's almost no end. Right. I think we're going to have to stop. It's a lot going on here. Oh. Do you have any more questions for me? Um, I was going to talk about me era. I was going to talk about, um, so I guess, okay, so our goal is, our goal is to, um, find balance, creating structure, um, and giving the freedom to explore. So my last question is about, um, is about a child who is, who needs constant social stimulation, a very specific kind of stimulation. Um, 
I see that all the the the, the, the different. The, I'm sorry. I see that that my at least my two olders, you know, di- need a different kind of stimulation. Obviously, because they're so different. So let's say my seven year old, she's very very social. She keep she can keep up a conversation with an adult for like over an hour, no problem. Um, she always wants someone to talk to, and the problem is like whenever that person is finished, she just needs to go on to the next person. And so I often arrange play dates because our area is not so Hamish. So I'll give you some suggestions. There's two things I want to say to that. First of all, it's beautiful. That's her, that's her Mida, that that's some, that's a, that's part of her, that she's very social and she loves to interact with people. And I would encourage that. Um, But you also, she also has to understand that even when I'm very social, I'm not always going to have that opportunity. So there's two things that we work on with a child like that. Number one, we try to give them as much social interaction as we can that's appropriate and healthy. Um, She should have the phone numbers of her grandparents and great-grandparents and aunts and uncles and specific times that these people say that they're available. And if she has time, she can Zoom with them or she can, you know, invite them to a Zoom meeting or... Um, or be with them on the phone and talk to them about specific things, like you maybe learn with them something or or talk about something um, that she'd like to know about. Um, and then she also has to know that sometimes there is no there is no one else to talk to, and um, she needs to pick up a book or she needs to bake something or she needs to find something else to do, and not. And, and not have that stimulation and accept that she doesn't have that stimulation for now. That's also part of her maturity that she, she, that, that, and, and you have to talk it through with her that it's not, you know, this is, you're very good at this and you like this and it's wonderful. We don't always have it. Right. Okay. You so be able to accept that. So it's not an issue. I was thinking, um, my question was, could it be that she is too social and needs to learn how to re- relax with her own thoughts? But you're saying it doesn't mean that the, the focus is not if she's too social. The focus is this is the way she is. And sometimes it's available and sometimes it's not. And exactly. To, so it doesn't. There's no so, such thing as too social. She is social. That's who she is. Right. That's beautiful. But it's not always going to be that way. It's <laughs> right. not always going to have that person to hang out with. Right. And that's a tremendous thing for a person to learn. Yeah, this is my nature. I can't always do it. Right. But I don't have to be, I, I can be, I can be myself. Like sometimes I wonder if I need to like, move, like kind of like move her away from that. But it, it's, no. it's hard because it's just not accepting her. That, right. That, that's who she is. And it's beautiful. And I would tell her that it is. And, um, you know, maybe she can find an old lady in the neighborhood to go talk to and, and, and cheer her up. Right. If that's appropriate and if that's safe and, you know, a kid like that can bring a lot of joy to people. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So my last question is, could you, maybe you have some ideas. I know we talked about it over the time, maybe ideas we can, of what we can, what kind of environment we can set up that encourages kids to take their own initiative. You did tell me before, you know, the different things to have in the house um, different ways to respond to on board. Mm-hmm. Is there anything and else? And also, I didn't talk about the kitchen, but, um, you know, I'm sure you're, you already have her being part of things, but, okay, you want maybe, let's let's think ahead. 
Shabbos is always coming. Do you want to bake something for Shabbos? Do you want to make the menu for Shabbos? Like you have a little bit of time now? Okay. What do we have to accomplish that, that we can do now that won't spoil? You know, menu doesn't spoil. Right. Um, you know, you can make the menu. You can make the, the shopping list. Like let's be productive. You know, you taught them that word. What can we do that's, that will be productive? And it will be very, you know, that, that's a skill. That's a life skill. I have some time. And then there's also, I have some time. I'm going to rest. I'm just going to rest. I'm going to sit and listen to some music. I'm going to write a poem. Just going to rest. I don't always have to be doing something, which is a, a tremendous thing. Some people do not know how to calm down. To breathe, just to breathe, to, to just be. Not for hours and hours at a time, but to be able to be for 15 minutes, to think my thoughts, to be with myself. Right. That's a hard thing to teach, but I, I, I see it. I, yeah, I see that that could be modeling, so important. But you, you could, you could, it doesn't have to be for a long time, but you know, be alone with your thoughts. Think, think about something, write something. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ima. You are very, very welcome. Wonderful to speak with you and it's Lacha. Thank you.